When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that's not like a choice. <laughs> like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? You- uh, all right, let me skip. Let me skip to this guy. Let me skip to this guy. Human race. This guy's do you feel that I'm feeling? Do Do you feel that I'm being free and I'm thinking free? I actually, I actually don't think you're thinking anything. I think what you're doing right now is actually the absence of thought. And the reason why I feel like that is because, because Kanye, Kanye, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to believe whatever you want. But there is fact and real world, real life consequence behind everything that you just said. And while you are making music and being an artist and living the life that you've earned by being a genius, the rest of us in society have to deal with these threats to our lives. We have to deal with the marginalization that has come from the 400 years of slavery that you said for our people was a choice. Frankly, I'm disappointed, I'm appalled, and brother, I am unbelievably hurt by the fact that you have morphed into something, to me, that's not real. All right, so that was the dude Van from TMZ absolutely bodying Kanye uh, to his face, which was really refreshing to hear. Um, I'm happy that someone did that. That was long overdue, but... um... Before I get into that, man, I'm just happy to be back. I got my wisdom teeth removed last week, so I wasn't able to um, use my voice the way I would want to for this podcast. It was just uncomfortable. I fucking got stitches on my face too, so like I've been dealing, I've been dealing with a little bit of a vex. I haven't exactly been in the best spirits to record a podcast as of late. And um, to be honest, there really hasn't been that much content to cover. I know some music dropped. I will get into that. I know there's a lot going on in sports. I will get into that. But nothing that really demanded my attention or really demanded my take until now. Um, Not that I think that my voice is super important uh, to speak on Kanye or that um, my angle or my perspective is really anything new or anything that hasn't been thought of because... This whole issue is kind of black and white. I think that there's a line in the sand now. It's like either you're tripping and you're on Kanye's side or you're like or you're aware and you're grounded and you understand that this guy's bugging the fuck out. My whole thing is he's been bugging out for the longest of time. But I'll get into that. I'll get into that. Um Let me let me let me just uh, gather my thoughts and just punch right back in here. So yeah, Van, this dude Van, I did not want to skip over this TMZ soundbite that I decided to play in the beginning of the podcast. And now um, I decided to play that clip to start this off because I love the way that uh, he articulated himself in a concise way. It only really took him about 50 seconds to really squeeze all of his points in and really say um, all the shit to Kanye's face that we've all wanted to say. And I'm happy that um, this was documented. I'm happy that it was on film so that we could see Kanye's reaction because he was clearly flustered. And um, that's just how you know nobody's really done this to him yet. Nobody's really addressed this to his face with this tone. I'm I'm assuming Kanye has a bunch of yes men around him that are just um, assuming he's a genius. Um, of course, we're seeing the text. He's screenshotting every text that people are sending him. Um, John Legend tried to um, get through to him, but a couple hour a couple hours later, you just see him fucking playing the piano and flicking it up with Kanye at his crib, like everything's all good and they're boys, which I mean they are boys, and John Legend wants to protect that, but um, 
that those those actions just just give him a green light those actions just give him the reassurance that everything that he's doing is okay and now um ti tried to penetrate to him uh pause if that's applicable um but there was obvious disconnects between their agendas their ways of thinking um they're on two totally different wavelengths as far as knowledge and um as far as um the way they see the world and their attachment to their communities, there's just such a disconnect between T.I. and Kanye that they they would just end up talking in circles all day and getting nowhere. So instead of doing that, they decided to agree to disagree and do the whole thing where they um, record them disagreeing and then um, rap about it and pass the mic back and forth about their disagreeances which I guess is productive because we get to hear T.I. rap, right? I mean, that's that's about all we got out of that. Now, um, Charlemagne, Charlemagne had the chance to um, break into him, but in Charlemagne's defense, that interview was a couple weeks ago before Kanye had really officially, officially gone off the deep end. I mean, it was like, to the public at least, the consensus was still in the air about um, is Kanye trolling? Is Kanye tripping? Is Kanye do just doing this for shock value? What what is his political stance? Yada yada yada. I mean, my take is he's been tripping, but that's that's me. Um, so Charlemagne was still was still doing this interview from ground zero, kind of just giving Kanye the platform and just letting him get his shit off. I, I understand what Charlemagne was trying to do. But there was definitely points in this interview where he could have been more aggressive. He could have disagreed, but uh, he decided to take more of a cerebral approach to Kanye, um, which I understand too, because instead of raising his voice and using his um, debate style tone like he usually does or he has done in the past with Kanye, he decided to talk to Kanye like he's a fucking baby, like he's a fucking child and needs to be spoon-fed these these thoughts and these ideas of why Trump is a terrible person and why um and why he's just bugging in general by co-signing him. I mean, asking him like would his mom fuck with Trump and basically just politely sunning Kanye as opposed to the dude banned from TMZ who just decided to bar him the fuck up, which is in my opinion what I think Kanye need needed. I think that um Charlemagne's tone uh just kind of the whole agree to disagree thing when um when it's someone like Kanye and it's an issue like this, like I don't think that's enough. I think that you need to really put your foot down and be like, "No, bro, you're bugging. Like agree to disagree is not enough. Like we're not just moving past it with that. It's not like a it's not like a Jordan versus LeBron debate. Like it's 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 a lot bigger than that." Um but again, man, my take on Kanye hasn't changed. I think that all Kanye is doing for me now is making me more uncomfortable because it's just it's just like, shit, this is weird. But at the same time, it's making me feel more comfortable about being vocal about me just being right about Kanye and how selfish he is. I never really thought he cared about Chicago that much. I never thought he really cared about the black community too much. I thought he was always a little too worried about white approval. And I know this is awkward and uncomfortable coming from me, a white dude, but I'm able to distance myself from the situation because I've been following Kanye, or at least I've been aware of the narrative that he pushes and 
and the shit just isn't lining up. He's just a, he's just a totally different person, or maybe the person he was acting like before was a totally different person. But he's crossing lines on who he is. He's crossing lines on what his agenda is. And I probably sound like I'm crossing lines and talking in circles because this whole situation is confusing, and I'm trying to be as concise as possible. But at the end of the day. Um, I don't think that Kanye is a genius. Um, I don't think he's a genius that everyone tries to make him out to be. I don't think that he's deep. I don't think that he's woke. I don't think that he's enlightened or any of those words that you guys try to use to describe someone that sounds crazy, but you give them the benefit of the doubt that they're just that they that they have to be making sense because their music's fire. I'm not rolling with that. I've never subscribed to that mindset on how I look at Kanye ever. I think that uh, I've always thought that he was misinformed. I always thought that he just does shit for shock value and just does shit for the sake of fucking doing it for attention and just being that dude that goes against the grain for the sake of being the dude that goes against the grain, which is basic, which is basically in the most minimal way, the stripped down reason for why Kanye even likes Trump in the first place. Just because he goes against the norm and uses his quote-unquote dragon energy to basically say, fuck everyone, I'm Donald Trump. And Kanye relates to that, which I get, which I get in theory, assuming that this was all in in good intentions. That that mentality is cool as long as it's in good intentions with good intentions the part that kanye is missing is that trump is using that dragon energy and that mental and that um me against everyone mentality that he admires to systematically oppress minorities and make sure that their production in this society remains stagnant but kanye is way too in his own bubble and way too self-absorbed to really identify that um now i just said a lot i just realized that i went in for seven minutes and i have some more takes to get into so um, I'm going to try and gather my thoughts and just punch back in so that I don't um, so I don't sound like I'm rambling too much and I kind of get right to the shit because everybody's going to have their Kanye takes. I'm trying to make sure that my shit cuts through. I'm trying to make sure that my shit is distinguished and you're uh, pretty confident uh, exactly where I stand so I don't have to keep addressing this and and um, nothing gets lost in translation. So I guess what I should get into next is the why. What about this rollout? What about this breakdown or breakthrough, as he likes to call it? Um, what is going to be productive? What What is he going to get out of this? And um, of course, somehow Kanye is going to try and flip the narrative into him being the victim. And he was just trying to spread love and all this positivity shit. And um, obviously, it's just the rollout. And we as a culture just just not even just hip hop culture just just fucking human beings man we need to identify that that's a bunch of bullshit we need to be able to separate when someone is trolling and doing something for shock value and when somebody really just isn't with the shits and only really cares about themselves and isn't really just on board with our way of thinking isn't gra- isn't grounded isn't here on earth with us they're trying they're they're somewhere else with their thought process. And Kanye is drawing that line in the sand for everyone. Um, which is why I think that this whole thing, cyclically, at the end, is going to end up productive. Because like Trump, this is the parallel between Trump and Kanye. Like Trump, Kanye is filtering out people's opinions and putting, putting people in the light on where they really stand. He's making the dialogue uncomfortable because it's the fans who say, 
oh, I still love Kanye no matter what. So then it's like, okay, so you only care about dope beats and fly sneakers then. Because there's no way you can co-sign any of this bullshit, right? So now you know what people are really here for. It's simple. And I get uncomfortable. I get uncomfortable when I'm listening to music and I really can't stand behind this human being's actions. That's just not even me as a fan. I guess just me as a person. I don't even consciously do it. It's just like it's just like a, it, it happens over time, which is why I'm terrified of um, who we're going to see stand next to Kanye because now I'm going to be like, damn, like it's just a, it's a long chain of cosigns that you can't cosign. It's like, where do you draw the line? Because I don't want Nas to have an album with Kanye right now. What, is he going to have a socially conscious, politically charged LP produced by a Trump supporter? He can't. Especially Nas. Nas also has this um, Khalees domestic violence shit to deal with, which is uncomfortable to begin with. And he's a legacy act. So, so when your brand is that highly regarded, you need to approach your career more tactically than that because they'll, they'll wash you. They'll wash the whole 25 years you put in. They just wash fab. They just wash fabulous. 20 years, 20 years of what he's brought to hip hop, nothing but positivity, and they got him out of here in 48 hours. It's 2018, bro. People are fickle and they have no picks. And to be honest, all the all the fab classics that have been getting burned from me for my entire life, they're getting skipped on my throwback playlist now. And I want to and cuz I I just I'll get around to appreciating Fab again. I'm sure I will. I mean, him and Emily B are back together and shit. I really need to um just let that fizzle out. I'll let my conscience settle with it right now because right now it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Which I guess that whole being uncomfortable with artist music and how that falls back on their brand as a human being is a good segue to get into this this week's album reviews. Because the two big releases were Post Malone and NBA Youngboy. And these are two artists who are making me uncomfortable right now. So to me, Beerbongs and Bentleys just didn't hit right away like Stoney did. And until Death Call My Name, the new NBA Youngboy album, just didn't hit as hard as the AI Youngboy tape. And I was really trying to figure out why. I was thinking maybe it's because I was in a bad mood. Maybe it's because, um, you know, I'm, a li- I'm going through a little bit of a vex right now, personally, between fucking stitches on my face and the, and the wisdom teeth thing. I'm like, yeah, maybe I should just revisit this when I have a tight vibe. But then I thought, well, with both of these artists, I was initially excited about both of their projects because their sounds were new and they were both refreshing. Post had this folky hip-hop R&B hybrid yodeling voice blend thing going on, and I was just really into that. I was like, "What? wow, whoa, what the fuck is this? This is fucking cool. And then with NBA Youngboy, you had this melodic, soulful, hood, southern angle sounding like a like a mature young adult. And I was like, whoa, who is this kid? When AI Youngboy came out last summer and it was like dark into light, untouchable, ride on him, trapping, all that shit was hard. All that shit got a lot of burn from me, especially um, uh, Stoney too. The, both of their debut projects got a lot of burn from me. 
But um, so I'm trying to figure out why the new shit isn't isn't hitting as hard for for both of these guys, and why I'm reluctant to add these songs to the playlist because the music is still good. Um, these are both quality albums, and um, maybe it's because the excitement of the new sound is over for me, or maybe because both of these artists have rubbed me the wrong way as people since their debut projects. Because Post distancing distancing himself from hip hop and um, saying real uncomfortable cultural vult culture vulturey kind of things just really rubbed me the wrong way, and was just like, damn. Um, is he just take is he just taking advantage of this culture and he's is he just using hip hop as as a um foot in the door and he's really not about this or is he genuine in his at- intentions I really don't know and post malone has done zero press for this album he isn't even talking the label is like let's just put out the music and have this kid shut the fuck up because the music is good and we don't want any interviews and we don't want any anecdotes or headlines ruining the music i think that the pr team is doing a good job by literally just canceling the press cycle on post malone and um same thing with nba young boy actually he's just not doing interviews they're just letting the music speak because i mean of course nba young boy is on camera slapping a female like that's just that's a totally different thing than words that's just something that is uncomfortable to get behind so i think that the common thread here is that i'm uncomfortable and all i all i could say really is i can't wait for friday because um Royce to 59 is dropping book of ryan and he doesn't make me uncomfortable and ray shrimmer is dropping shrem life 3 and they haven't given me any reason to be uncomfortable yet either and um i've been i've been um anticipating both of those projects for a long time i expect big things out of both of those projects i think that they both serve two completely different purposes for me so i like getting them in the same week because they'll probably both get a lot of burn from me in different situations when i'm in more of a cerebral introspective mode and i have my headphones on i'm going to listen to listen to royce to five nine tell his story like he says he is going to tell on book of ryan i'm looking forward to hearing that narrative from him and um shrem like three is packaged with a solo slim jimmy album which i'm super excited for because i think that he's just super charismatic and entertaining and in turn up situations when i'm faded with the homies and i'm drinking that that is going to be what i want to play on it was going to be what I want to play uh, when I'm lit. So um, hopefully I will have that review for you sometime later next week because I will be in Seattle visiting my aunt next week. So I'll have time to fully digest both projects and um, then I'll give you my delayed takes uh, as opposed to the J. Cole reaction, which was just kind of emotion-based, and I just did it while it was fresh in my head, and I was excited and passionate about the album. Now I'll probably be able to let the passion settle a little bit and, and be more uh, cerebral with it, with the review. Not that, not that um, I still agree with myself on the, J. Cole, on the J. Cole podcast, by the way. I still think that's the best J. Cole album. I still think that that album is the best shit out right now. It's still getting a lot of burn from me. But there's a good chance that when I react to something emotionally, I might not agree with myself a week later. Uh, in that example, I just happen to still agree. Um, 
yeah, man. So I guess that's it. I just really wanted to check in because I didn't want it. I didn't want to fall off my consistency because I know after after today I won't be able to record for a while. So I guess I'm just checking in on some Kanye shit. Oh, sports. Let me get let me get into some sports. Let me punch back in when I pull up some uh, sports shit. All right, so sports. Um, with sports, I would like to start off with suck my dick. The Yankees have won 10 out of their last 11 games. We are finally clicking. The bats are finally starting to get it together. The starting pitching is finally starting to get it together. I think that our bullpen has gone 22 innings straight without letting up a run. That is, of course, clicking. Um D.D. Gregorius is on an absolute tear. He is first in the power rankings and for the MVP. I believe he is first in the league in RBIs. He's tied for first in the AL for home runs. He's not even really a power hitter like that. Um, slugging percentage. I think he's hitting 350. He's just The dude is bugging the fuck out right now. And the best part about it is he wasn't even supposed to be our one guy. He wasn't even supposed to be our two guy or even our three guy, even though to me he's the best overall player on the Yankees, and I'm well-documented in saying that long before this season started. But um, I know m- most people listening to this probably hate the fucking Yankees, so let me stop talking my shit and get into these NBA playoffs where everybody can chime in and really agree or disagree with me. Um. I did my first round predictions, I believe, uh, two podcasts ago, and for the most part, I was on point. Um, I did predict that the Wizards-Raptors would go to seven and the Raptors would win off strength of home court. Um, the, the games that I was wrong in were the two middle games on the West Coast. I can't believe the Thunder really didn't pull it out. That is just absolutely disappointing. Um, Paul George and Carmelo really just made me sick in that game seven, and Russell deserves better than that. I don't know what they're going to do moving forward. I know Melo is saying that he doesn't want to come off the bench, but if you watched his effort and if you watched his energy levels in game seven, you really deserve to come off the bench with that type of effort. And as a longtime Melo fan, I'm genuinely disappointed and honestly sick in his performance. And uh, Paul George had a good series, but he just he he wasn't there game seven. Just, it's terrible and it's disappointing and it's a shame that we that we got robbed of that Rockets Thunder matchup because that would have actually been a good series. Now the Rockets are just gonna run over the Jazz. Um I was wrong about the Blazers. I was wrong about Damian Lillard. Um he got outplayed by Drew Holiday. I don't know what the fuck that is about. Um I was wrong about Anthony Davis being able to carry a team by himself. Um but either way, the Warriors were going to run over the um, Pelicans or the Blazers. So that isn't really that crucial. Uh, I think that that will be a sweep. I think that the Rockets will sweep the Jazz. And I think that the Warriors-Rockets will be um, highly anticipated with uh, with a long break in between for those West Coast games. While the East is dueling it out in the second round. Because I think that the with the Cavs winning Game 1 against the Raptors in in Toronto that makes that in that series by default at least interesting it's going to at least 6 now if you thought that the um the Cavs were done you were wrong um I got the Cavs in 7 in that series and I had I had um I had it going to 7 before last night's game win or lose for the Cavs now that I saw that the the Cavs can really pull out a, a dub in Toronto I like the Cavs in seven, man, maybe even Cavs in six. Uh, The Raptors are the better overall basketball club, but um, 
fucking LeBron James, man. Uh, Tristan Thompson is starting to play a lot better. J.R. Smith and Kyle Korver were both clicking. Once Kevin Love figures it out, which I do think he will, and um, those those role players just keep on shooting well, man, I don't think anyone's really stopping the Cavs like that. I think that George Hill being healthy is crucial for their defense. Again, I think that they do need Tristan Thompson to play the five. Um, the whole Rodney Hood, um, uh, Jordan Clarkson, and Larry Nance unit does a really good job of providing energy off the bench, and I do think that that will be enough to stabilize leads and make runs in these playoff games. Now, um, Sixers-Celtics, um, again, Celtics won game one. I do think that they are the more polished and well-coached team, but just not enough talent to um, pull out that series. I like that series going to seven as well. And I like the six, I like t- two teams winning in seven on the road in the East. So we got um, Sixer, Sixers-Cavs conference finals like everyone wants. Warriors, Rockets in the uh, Western Conference Finals like everyone wants. I will give you my NBA Finals predictions when I'm correct and it comes around to it. Um, Other than that, my gambling picks for tonight, I'm continuing to win money on the books. I have, um, fuck, what's the game tonight? Oh, the Rockets. I have the Rockets minus 10 tonight against the Jazz. They're going to take care of business. They're going to sweep them and um, it's it's not even going to be that close. They're going to have fun with it. So yeah, uh, I'll I'll um I'll reach back out. I'll probably I'll probably record this time next week, maybe Thursday next week. I'll give you my book of Ryan update. I'll give you my uh, Shrem Life three update. Whatever Kanye's bullshit, whatever whatever fuck shit is in the news, I'll I'll cover that too. So yeah, one. <laughs>